0: Welcome to the Bright Side podcast version. Uh, we <laughs> we can't afford anyone to play the keyboard, so we will be doing it <laughs> exclusively. With her. I'm Bobby McFerrin, and today so I'm Joel Hunter, and uh, I am here with uh, my co-host and uh, hero. Dr. Joel C oh, Hunter. You're my, a good man. My father uh and and so this podcast is basically about helping people. Uh that's 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 a lot of what we talk about. Yeah. Uh and sometimes it's the people listening hopefully most of the time. Uh but but more importantly it's kind of helping people to help people. That's right, helping uh, you help others. And kind of some kind of a recursive function there, and uh, and and then if that continues on, everyone will get help. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> and the world will be a better place <laughs> so for you and me. When we look back in twenty years and everything's peaceful and perfect, it'll probably begin with this podcast. That's right. We'll be like, "That's where <laughs> it, it started." It all started here. <laughs> Good thing those guys did that. Uh, so we are uh, finishing up this three-part series on homelessness uh, because. Even though I feel like we can all agree, kind of a bummer to talk about homelessness. Yeah. Uh, but it's also kind of a bummer uh, to go to the doctor and find out you're sick. But you need to right. uh, in order to get better. And nothing
1: gets fixed if you don't.
0: Nothing gets fixed. Um, you, uh, you have to talk about uh, the elephant in the room, or in this case, the people without a home, uh, and, and figuring out how to, how to deal with that. So one of the things that you were talking about to me uh, on, one of our, on one of our breaks here in the studio— uh, <laughs> um, we're in the back of my car right now. No,
1: no there's this dude.
0: Um, but uh, was was this idea of how how communities how communities are are either most of the answer or at least a good sized part of the answer on on how to on how to take care of this? I what? would
1: I would say most of the answer because one of the things that everybody's beginning to realize, and this is all, this is not just the United States, this is all over the world, is governments can't fix these problems. Um, nor, and this is even more of uh, of an epiphany. Nor can the specific provider agencies designed <clears throat> to deal with people who are going through struggles, um, no matter whether they are, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, whether they are um, hospitals or. Here,
0: I'll make music while you drink that. Had, Thank you. That was a water, major frog. Some, major frog has uh, some water. Major <clears throat> major
1: frog is here today. <laughs> okay, so uh, there are there are provider agencies like the, the a- Salvation Army and <clears throat> and the uh, rescue missions and so on and so forth that specifically deal with the homeless, but they can only deal with a limited, most vulnerable, most at risk population, um, and so how do you how do you address the rest of people in need. And the, and the old answer is you've got to get people <clears throat> who feel responsible either in a neighborhood or in a town or in some sort of community organization that will get the entire community to respond. Um, and not just – and that's, that's by the way, how this country got started. We didn't have any federal agencies that helped people. Mm-hmm. Um, we had neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the neighbors didn't help, you didn't get helped. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was harder back then because <clears> your neighbor <throat> was like 10 miles away. I know. A lot of people died. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, it was like, I hope someone comes by my porch <clears> soon. Uh, but, but everybody felt responsible. And here's the other thing. Nobody got helped to the point of making them more dependent. Mm-hmm. They got helped – to make them stronger, so that they would turn around and help the other neighbors when they were in trouble. Yeah, I'm, I feel like a good a
0: good name for this episode would have been whatever happened to tribes, because for mm-hmm. most of our history yep. of, of being humans, yep. uh, and I, I don't, I I mean that literally, the majority of our history of of what would look like modern day humans, uh, there were tribes, and it and if and if. I'm making up names here. I, uh, Gorok got sick, <laughs> then Org or Ago. Uh, they they had to, they had to pitch in uh, because right. Gorok had to had to get healthy in order to contribute to the tribe. too. people. There was a natural. There's this natural, and that still exists within your within your own friend group. Within it's 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 that. That desire to help someone else, uh, who who for you is part of your tribe, right. that's innate. Um, but somewhere along the way, it's like we lo- we lost. Yep. Uh, there's 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 not enough proximity, uh, or at least emotional proximity, to people, and and it doesn't feel like tribes anymore. It, it, it people don't really
1: know their neighbors. What do you think happened? There? Margaret Margaret Jeez. Mead, one of the <clears throat> most famous um, um, anthropologists in history, was once asked what were the first signs of civilization? And her reply was, <clears throat> we found someone, this age-old corpse, <clears throat> sorry, with a healed femur. Hmm. And and the reason that that's so important is because anybody who had broken his femur would have surely died mm-hmm. had somebody else not taken care of him. <clears throat> and so I think what has happened is especially in this day of individualism and, you know, um, you know, the survival of the fittest and all of that kind of stuff, um, is that people have gotten so wrapped up in their own world and they've gotten enough stuff to survive um, so that they don't actually need other people that now um, they're, that we've lost a sense of community responsibility. You know, yeah. when, I, when I was growing up, I grew up in a little town, Shelby, Ohio. And we were so proud of our town. And all of us knew when people needed stuff, you know. And so um, either a church or a neighborhood, if some family was in need, um, they wouldn't embarrass that family. Uh, they were just—the family would wake up and there'd be groceries on their porch, mm. you know, because it's just what you did. Yeah. It was just a decent thing to do. And somehow we have— Sophisticated ourselves out of that, yeah, uh, and and so these major problems really won't get solved without somehow re-engaging that sense of civic responsibility. Yeah,
0: and I think part of that is is people being willing to uh, rethink their understanding of survival of the fittest. I mean, I'm glad mm. you said that phrase because I, I think people. Uh, more today than than ever before, tend to mistake uh, the ability to be isolated for strength. That isolation equals strength. Yeah. You know, the ability to survive on your own. Um, but survival of the fittest, and uh, whether you love him or hate him, the guy who started the phrase, Darwin himself would would be the mm-hmm. first to point this out. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't specifically uh, does this particular version of this, does this one finch or this one human being, uh, is, is this person, uh, is this person, uh, the fittest? It was this species. And, and part of what made us dominant over time, uh, even again, even if you're somebody who, who's, who's not thinking, who doesn't think, you know, okay, this was God's hand moving. Uh, it's, it's purely from an atheistic standpoint, you know, humans gradually, uh, became the dominant species on earth. Uh, it happened because of our ability to work in groups. It right. happened because of our ability to to work together. We used big brains that had communication centers, and so we were able to store knowledge and share it, uh, you know, verbally in ways that uh, that monkeys, for all we know, they can't. Uh, and if so then they're hilarious. Uh if they, what if we find out they actually are talking to each other I'm and they're just you, like we just love the it in the i I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. You suckers wearing ties. Look at me. When's the last time you threw your poop? I'm free. <laughs> but <laughs> but but we, you know, we we gained the ability to do uh to do this stuff collectively and that made us who we are today. Yeah. And then somehow Fast forward several thousand years, and now the idea of needing someone else, or you know, needing your community, uh, is is somehow even if people don't say it out loud, it's 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 just under under the table. That feels yeah, like weakness, you know. Right. And and uh, and so it's part of what annoys me when you hear all, all you know people talk about. Uh, people should pull themselves up by their bootstraps, and uh, I totally agree that there's personal responsibility and people uh, you know there's autonomy people can decide to uh, fall out of the community and 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 not achieve and but but for the people where it's not a decision you know oh, they're yes. they're they're in fifth grade and their mom, can't get stable housing yeah. and they those they can't do well in school because they yeah. don't have a place to do their homework. Uh, that's that's a place where the community well, and needs that's to take who over.
1: we work with Joel. I mean the community resource network, we work with people who are trying their hardest. Some of these parents have two and three jobs just to get their kids through school and um, <clears throat> and a recent study done um, um, showed, that these students who are precariously housed—that is, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm not sure what's wrong with my voice today—but <clears throat> chokes you up, yeah. But the the students that are precariously housed—that is, they don't know if they're going to be able to stay in that hotel room uh, next week—do worse in school than the very very poor children who are stably housed, mm. um, and so and so the the point of of our responsibility as a community is: these aren't lazy people. Mm-hmm. They're trying hard, and they've been given bad circumstances, yeah. and they've they've been dealt, you know, a lousy hand. But it doesn't mean that they they don't deserve some sort of um, empowering help. Yeah, and we tend to let ourselves off the hook because
0: it, it's it's really easy to dismiss. A caricature of somebody that you wouldn't want to help. I feel I have no guilt in saying I don't want to help somebody who's like I'm not going to work. Give me your money. Yeah. I don't want to help yeah. that person. Yep. Uh, and maybe that makes me Ebenezer Scrooge, but uh, but I feel like for uh, the majority of cases, not it's not a it's not like it's a it's a snippet. I would say the vast majority of cases, uh, the working poor are working way harder than oh, people that have more money absolutely. than them because uh, they're caught between. Uh, having to have a lot of jobs because none of them would pay them enough and then they get put into this weird loophole where they're not quite able to get Medicaid but they can't quite get their health insurance right. and they, it, it makes stuff really really difficult okay so the question then if if we're talking about the communities matter uh the, the title of this episode you know how to fix this for your community how how do for the person listening, what does that mean? Like, what is a community yeah, fixing yeah. it? Uh, is that like a canned food drive? I've no. done. I've taken part in those. Well, uh, yeah. Have I already fixed homelessness? <clears throat> Maybe. I,
1: uh, <laughs> well, that that those are helpful, but those those aren't uh, comprehensive enough to really be of long term help. There's some really cool stuff happening right now. Let me give you three examples, <clears throat> and I will try to. Um, um, put most of it in the first example and then say it's, it's happening in other communities. Let me take Apopka, Florida. Apopka is this this smaller town mm-hmm. that is now a suburb of greater Orlando, but they've got this history and they feel like a community. Um, and about a year and a half ago, um, some folks from our staff, uh, Evan, to be specific, Evan Smith went there um, and he talked with um, this little group of people, seven people that represented five different churches um, that were that had this ministry to the homeless. And Even
0: that part's cool, the seven people from five different churches. Because I yeah. think one of the criticisms people have outside the church—I like to be the guy who talks about what people outside the church say. Uh, but, uh, but I think one of the criticisms people have outside the church is they are like, this— this whole idea of love each other and stuff—you guys can't even get along within your own religion, yeah, I, exactly. Uh, and, and so, when you see churches, you know, that are working together towards it's that's that's nice. It's it, very it, nice. It it, uh, it connotes some
1: genuine uh, desire to help. Yeah, and 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 so, and so they were they were saying to us, "Well, I wonder if you could help us work together to have a more coordinated system to really make a longer term difference in the lives of these." People struggling with homelessness; these families struggling with homelessness. Well, the mayor heard of it, and this is a really great guy, um, uh, Mayor Nelson, and he said, "I wonder if the city could help." Um, <clears throat> and then, um, and then they wanted to expand the the uh, community leadership or the community response to business people, and then to provider agencies like the local hospital. Um, <clears throat> and so, what we have today <clears throat> is. Forty representatives, uh, over two dozen churches, Um, but these folks are getting together an assessment center in that town so that anybody struggling with family homelessness can go through— We can find out exactly—they can find out exactly what they need, and a community can take care of its own. Hmm. Um, This isn't for the traveling homeless person that comes through and needs gas money. Um, This is for long-term relationships in the community and the coordination of resources so that people can have exactly what they need and not have to— Receive general charity that they don't need.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that assessment center part is something that it's it's a an underappreciated piece of of all of this stuff because there there are uh, people where there's there's a lot of difficulty that they have purely around the fact that they don't have child care that's reliable yeah. when they need it, so they can't yeah. go to their job or that they. They really are a skilled typist, uh, but they uh, they they can't find a job that would utilize yeah. that where they could make more money. Um, and so, you know, a community where where you can answer those problems, you know, having an assessment center to go through that and figure out what actually right. would
1: help. An assessment center also doesn't just assess the needs; it assess, it assesses the talents. What can you do? What can you provide? How can you help yourself? Um, and and then connects those skills with people who can use them and pay for them. Hmm. And so, you know, it's that it, Tolstoy's opening line with Anna and Anna Karenina: uh, "All happy families are alike, but each unhappy family is unhappy in its own way." Hmm. Um, that's what an assessment center does. It says there's not. A one-size-fits-all. There's not a blanket solution here. We have to listen to you long enough to find out how to empower your family, like it's arranged, so that you have the long-term independence you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if somebody's
0: listening to this and they're like, "Okay, I'm in a community, uh, and I I would like it if if we were able to address this problem," uh, and one, I mean, one little side note here is. Uh, whether whether you think so or not, uh, this is a problem in your community, yes. it's, it's, and that's one of the reasons it still exists is because it true. just it just hides. Uh, it's very few people uh, want to uh, go door to door and say, "I really I don't have any sort of stable housing situation." Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, because they're they're people uh, yeah. again. People have this picture of homelessness as somebody uh, who's who's crazy and throwing rubber ducks at everyone, uh, and uh, but really, that's 10%. The yeah, other 90%, yeah. it's somebody that you would never know. Yeah. And so um, figuring out a way to help with that, um, what would you say if somebody's listening and they're like, ah, I'm not in a popka, but I do – I happen to be in Deland." Yeah. Uh, what, What what would be the step you would recommend if they're a yes, go-getter?
1: Absolutely. Well, here's here's a few things you can do. Go, go first to those faith-based organizations that really do deal with homelessness and um, very well. Go to the Salvation Army, or go to Goodwill Industries, go to go to um, the churches um, that are dealing with homelessness, um, and then go to the mayor uh, or or some city official that says, "Okay, would you guys um, cooperate with these concerned citizens to make this situation better?" Um, and it can take off from there, mm. um, and and the 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 the. Mayor has a great convening power of of the citizens and in including the faith-based organizations. and you can you can get a city strategy on
0: this. That's really interesting. And it's something people don't really think. i I have never once in my entire life, child or adult life, thought I could talk to the mayor about this. It, it, it doesn't occur to people, but that's why, that's why everyone listening, you should be glad you stuck it out to the end because now you know. Uh, but there, there is stuff that's in front of you to do. You can, you can contact the local organizations that Pop was talking about, the Salvation Army, um, communityresourcenetwork.com. Tom. Com. Com uh, is, is another one. But, um, but being proactive about this stuff, uh, you know, because uh, nothing ever got changed with people sitting around on their hands. That's the second line of Anna Karenina. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's part of why it's such a classic. That's All right. right, we'll see you next time on the bright side.